Hi, welcome to episode one of Timeless Traveler with me, Patty from Patty's Journey Within. Today I will be sharing with you the story of how I actually came around making a decision to leave my day job and take on full-time travel. So let's begin. You're listening to Timeless Traveller, podcast with me, Patty from Patty's Journey Within. I'm talking about long-term travel, vagabonding and becoming the best version of yourself, no matter your age. difficult it really is to make a decision and leave everything behind and start traveling full-time. It really depends on how much you have to lose. Maybe nothing. Maybe you are working remotely already and while being location independent it is something you can easily achieve. But the majority of the folks my age have some kind of commitments in their life. Maybe house, loans, car, and most importantly, family, kids, partner. I am aware that I belong to the minority of people who at this age have no commitments. Yet there was something I had to give up. Financial stability, for example, which would allow me eventually commit to a house or more assets and support my loved ones if needed. I try to go through my life non-judgmentally. In fact, saying to someone their decision was easier or life less life-challenging because they had less to lose can be very hurtful. Every one of us has to make difficult decisions from time to time, whether it's to travel indefinitely or leave their partner or have a complete career change. Whatever this would be, it's not making your decision-making process any less difficult or worthy, only because your life turned out the way it did. But that's the problem. For many of us, that's me included, life just turned out this way. It kind of just happened. And this is one of the reasons why I made a decision. I wanted to stop life from just happening to me. I wanted to gain back control over my life and take an active part in constructing it. I wanted to have a say in writing the script called my life. Because the truth is, a lot of us just let life happen to us. It is often a cause of coincidences and social pressure that decides on the school we go to, then university, whether we go at all, on kind of the job we land, or just happened to stumble upon, like I did. I, for example, did not make a deliberate decision as to what unicorns I will take and the kind of job I ended up working for the next 20 years. It was just pure coincidence. Yes, certain options are not always available to us. I started working as a waitress and gradually made my way up and created a 15 years long, some sort of career out of this. But this was not a deliberate creation. But this was the only thing that was available to me at the time, given my emigrant status. But it didn't have to last for 15 years. I just let it roll. 
and we let things roll like this in many aspects of our life and we hardly ever question the status quo and ask how can we become creators of our life rather than let it just happen to us. Yes, there are certain things we have no control over, like the country we're born in, the financial status of our family, and unfortunately, often the equal rights available to us. Not everyone is fortunate enough to have complete control over their circumstances. But I was, yet I decided to give the power over determining how my life would be to a set of coincidences. I do feel very fortunate as to where I was born and all the opportunities that were laid in front of me because of this. Not to take full advantage of it and just let life happen is just such a waste. It's just, it's like someone gave you a lottery ticket saying, go and cash it. If you cash out, you can have loads of money, build the life of your dreams, just do whatever you want. And you say, nah, I'm okay. I'm okay with what I am. Many things happened in my life that I had no control over, yet there were a lot of things that are just allowed to happen simply because I didn't even know where I'm going and how I want my life to look. I started slowly changing something in my early 30s. I knew that this floating just above the water would not make me happy and somehow I knew there must be more to this. I started searching. Um, what it is that I want, what would make me happy and full fulfilled, why my life turned up the way it did. I wanted to understand what shapes my way of thinking, my mentality, so I can become the director of my life. That's when I was first introduced to the term of limiting beliefs. This is when I came across a powerful process of manifestation for the first time. And this is when I started considering taking care of myself on a more mental and emotional level. It's then the meditation entered my life, yoga, and my life became a never-ending stream of self-development. I started wondering why am I the person I am and who I want to be tomorrow. I have had a glimpse of the results conscious decision making can bring to your life. It's when I decided to change my life when I left my country for the first time and ended up living in UK for 13 years. And then I left UK for Spain slash Gibraltar also in order to better my life and live more consciously. Finally, I got myself a pretty secure and well-paid job in the office, and I thought this was everything I'd ever wanted. Nice, stable position, good pay, a decent amount of annual leave for all my travels, a pension. Sounded perfect, just to find myself four years later hating it. I will not go deeper into this because that's probably a similar story for a lot of you guys. There is something about the office environment that ultimately didn't agree with me. This system of reward and punishment, the need to go out of your way to deserve that reward, comply with all the norms and need to be better than everybody else around you, Bring strange things in people. When you create this kind of environment and then throw in a bunch of random people in there, somehow, don't know, the humanity gets lost. 
Maybe I'm just being overly dramatic. Perhaps it is just my experience. But the day came when I decided that I need to finally find what I really want to do. (laughs) Mind you, this is the kind of decision that a lot of people make in their 20s. But hey, I'm a late bloomer after all. I was always envious of my friends who knew from young age that they, for example, like chemistry and pursued a dream. I always liked so many things that I could never really decide what my job should be. And that's another thing that we as a society get wrong. Somehow we decided that you need to choose that one thing, one passion or career and go out and get it. But it doesn't have to be this way. We can be passionate about many things, and those passions can change over time. This is why more often these days we change careers and go back to university, decades after our education has officially ended. We can have hundreds of passions, more than one job, more than one income stream, and it's totally fine to change your mind or to not be sure. There was a moment in my life when I actually (laughs) googled a list of professions out there and I found a quite comprehensive list somewhere and I think it was like Wikipedia or something. And I was thinking that as I will read it, something will strike me and I will find my thing. Guess what? I didn't. But my dream profession wasn't on that list. Finally, I sat one day and asked myself a question. What is it that I've always done since I was a child? Something that I'm still doing and I can imagine myself doing for the rest of my life. And it was writing. I wanted to be a writer since I was little. As a teenager, I wrote a few stories. I wanted to write a book. (laughs) Then I read it back to myself and I hated it and I decided that I'm rubbish at it. Then I turned into poetry and this went a bit better, but I was 15 at the time. My life was a bit funky and this dissolved into nothing. But this way or another, I was always writing something. And this was a true eureka moment for me. I decided to put two of my biggest passions together and become a travel writer, so-called travel blogger. For the first time in my life, however, I felt a sense of direction and I was extremely excited. This was around the late summer of 2019. I was aware that blogging was there for years and that there are millions of blogs out there and millions of successful travel bloggers and that it will be really tough to stand out but I knew I had to give it a go. This newly found sense of direction gave me so much happiness and more and more I could not imagine giving up and continue my life as it was before. So for the year 2020 I had quite a few trips planned. I was living in Malta at the time so I felt positive I could write about my trips, about Malta, and from the start I didn't want it to be just another travel blog. I knew I would be writing about my personal journey, so I did not worry um, I will have not enough content or ideas. Came year 2020 and all trips got cancelled. 
We all know what kind of year this was. But the year started with my uh, long-awaited trip to Thailand not coming to fruition in February. And funny enough, not because of the global pandemic, but because of my passport. I will not be going into details here. This is probably a topic for another episode. Little did I know it was just the beginning of me not traveling anywhere. Great timing to start a travel blog. Congratulations me. So I ended up not going to Thailand and with two weeks of holidays to be spent at home. I was devastated, but I decided I will not let this time to go to waste. And this is when I officially launched my uh, blog. But something else happened as well. I made another decision. I don't know, maybe because I realized I could not depend on short vacations to really explore the place and write true stories. Perhaps because as I allowed myself to believe my dreams could come true, I decided to go all in. And yes, the fact that I am not getting any younger probably played a big part in it. I wanted to give it a go while I can, while I'm fit and healthy ish. And deep inside, I knew that if I want this to succeed, I need to put 150% into it. So I decided that at the end of 2020, I will quit my job and go traveling full time. Of course, just like all of us, I was hoping that this whole thing think is going to go away after two, three months. I decided to spend the rest of the year saving like crazy and head to Southeast Asia at the end of November. But November didn't happen. I knew, however, that I had to set a date. And I did for the 7th of February, 2020. And I heard people say, why can't you wait another year? Why now? The truth is that tomorrow is not promise. I heard a very hurtful reminder of it when recently I lost one of my friends and another one um, has gone missing. We don't know how long is this the whole thing going to last and what other disaster is going to strike after this one. I knew that if I don't set the date, there will always be some kind of excuse. The fact is that there is never a right time. I don't want to wake up two or three or 10 years from now thinking that I had this opportunity, but I didn't do it. I will never wonder how my life would be if I stayed at my job and in the country I was at the time. But I knew I will always wonder how my life could be if I didn't take this leap of faith. There would always be a better month, a bonus at work, or I could have more money saved. This way I would just never leave. So I set the date for 7th of February, just after my birthday, and at the beginning of January, I requested a sabbatical leave at work. This was the night to me, which I kind of expected, so I handed in my resignation. And the really strange thing happened from that moment. I was planning this trip for nearly a year. I did not think about anything else. I watched endless videos about long-term travel, packing hacks, backpack reviews, how to save money, where to go. I was so set on going that I would not allow any negative comment or advice to enter my space. I could easily find a million reasons why I need to do it in case anyone would try to prove me otherwise. 
the day I quit my job, everything changed. I became extremely anxious, nervous and stressed. I could not understand why. I started asking myself if I made the right decision, if it was a mistake. And this anxiety didn't leave me for many weeks, even when I was already on the road traveling. Realistically, I had nothing to worry about. I had money saved, and even if I would run out after six months, I knew I could find a job. I was never jobless in my life. And I could literally take anything. I knew that if at any point um, I decided that it's not for me, I could just start again. Yet the anxiety didn't want to leave. The truth is, making a decision like this is stressful already. But I guess when you're in your 40s, It's a little bit different story. Possibly subconsciously, I was scared to lose it all. I think deciding to leave everything behind you and take an extended journey, it's easier in your 20s. There is much less to lose and you have a whole life to start over. You feel more invincible, fearless. I think our emotional structure changes as we get older, but... I didn't want to be scared. In fact, I believed that to get rid of this unexplained fear, I had to do what scared me the most. Like in the saying, your dream life lies on the other side of the fear. And yes, I admit, my circumstances allowed me to make this kind of decision. And I appreciate it's not always the case for others. More so, I knew I had to do it. I had no debts, no mortgage, car, no dependents. I am a free person. But the decision was already made. I decided to relax to it as much as I could and put everything I had in me to make it the journey of my life. So I am aware that this kind of quick decision might not be available to you. However, if financial freedom is the only thing that stops you from doing what you really want to do, then make this your priority. Make getting rid of those financial commitments a priority. If the only thing that stands between you and the trip of your life is the debt, then you need to pay off. Live simple life, move to a cheaper house, sell your car you might not need and use public transport. I cannot tell you what to do because I don't know your circumstances, I don't know where you're at. You know the best how much you want it and what it would take for you to make it happen. It's all about priorities. Owning a house, for example, was never one of mine. And after giving in to the world of loans and credit cards for a few years while I was in the UK, I understood the trap it really is. I got out of it as quickly as I could. And I never made this mistake since. There could be millions of other reasons and circumstances uh, which could stop you from your full-time travel. But I will allow making an assumption here that having family and partner would not be one of them. I will assume that if you have a family, a loving partner, going and traveling solo for extended period of time is probably not your desire. But yeah, this is an assumption, so please correct me if I'm wrong. Another thing that could be stopping you from making this decision is, um, uh, and it was also in my case, it would be your job. Yet these days there are more and more remote work opportunities where you can take your job 
with you to some beautiful corner of this world. Some companies um, before would never consider allowing their employees to work remotely and now turning completely into remote employment. If that's the case for you, really, you 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 have run out of excuses. If, however, your job is stationary and let's say you really love your job, then unfortunately you have to make a decision. You have to weigh the pros and cons and decide what is more important, what is your priority. For me, developing myself as a person and trying to become financially independent on my own terms was my priority, giving my best shot at living the life of my dream. If you think you can leave the job you have or ask for unpaid leave, for example, just go for it. If you believe that on your return you will be able to start from where you ended, that's great also. But if you feel like you have too much to lose, then you really need to think about it. You have to make this decision yourself. I have made mine and only time will show if it was the best one. Or you can just keep listening to this podcast because I record it as I go and I learn from my mistakes. So you can also. In future episodes, I will be going into more detail into all aspects of traveling as a solo female youngster like me. I will cover my packing process, how I book my accommodation and what I'm looking for in my future locations. For now, I will tell you that I have not regretted making this decision even for a second. And I am really looking forward to sharing my adventures and my journey with you. A dream is not something that you are supposed to put on a shelf and look at from time to time thinking it would be nice, but it's just a dream. Dreams are to be chased, to be fought for. This, in my opinion, is the meaning of life. Life is supposed to be uplifting. Life is supposed to be teaching you something about yourself and the world around you every single day. You can't just let other people and society or pressure decide who you're supposed to be. You are in charge of who you are today and who you will become tomorrow. With this thought, I would like to end this week's podcast. I hope this helped you a little bit or maybe inspired you to make your own decision. For now, I would love to wish you the best week and remember to chase your dreams. This podcast was brought to you by Patty's Journey Within, a travel and personal discovery blog. Please visit pattysjourneywithin.com for all the stories. I would like to treat this podcast as a conversation with you. So please leave a comment, your thoughts and suggestions. I would love to hear from you. You will find links to the blog and all social media in the show notes. Have a great week and I'll speak to you soon.